Welcome to the Two Vets Talk Pets podcast, hosted by veterinarians Dr. Lewis Kirkham and Dr. Robbie Anderton, who'll give you the inside scoop on the secret lives of your pets and have a lighthearted look at the latest animal news, health tips, and other random facts. All names of people and pets have been changed for confidentiality, so if the story sounds familiar, don't flatter yourself. Every owner is just as animal crazy as you are. So sit down, place your furry feathered or scaly best friend on your lap, and it's over to Lewis and Robbie. Thanks to the number one intro man in the business, Adam Zwar, and thanks for the hip-swinging, thigh-slapping, foot-tapping tunes from the US Army Blues TVTP Big Band Orchestra for the greatest intro music for an Australian vet and pet podcast you could hope to hear. Welcome, friends, to episode 15 of the Two Vets Talk Pets podcast. I am Dr. Robbie Anderton, one of your humble hosts for this podcast your ears have stumbled upon, and I'm joined, as I am every week, on this journey of sound, signs, and discovery by one of the hardest-working, wisest-cracking vets in Melbourne. He's the man to turn to when the going gets tough because it that gets him going put your hands together for lewis kirkham lewis how you going mate oh robbie what an intro mate that's amazing you are you, you you've been uh, spent weeks writing that one i reckon it's no. a couple of weeks since we last recorded you've been you've been working on that for weeks that's sitting fantastic. on that one hatching it you know when i was uh, writing all the um writing all my stuff up last night i had a beer on the go and it was you know saw was, the photo nice yeah, yeah look quite relaxed got getting everything very, ready very relaxed you're getting a little bit loose we're and, in a, a, a new podcast that's are, right previously we're in the perhaps the robin cave now we're in the 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 bat you know, Batman, oh, the, the the Bruce Wayne establishment. I think, mate, we've moved into your your into my, pod cave, my home. Yeah, my 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 uh, my domain. But it's uh, mainly just because Christine has gone away and left me here with the kids, so I haven't been able to uh, well, offload them at all. Well, so I've had to right. uh, had to pull Lewis away from his home game into the uh, into an away game here at the end. Well, Bat well cave. if you're listening, Christine, everything's going okay. It's all fine. I've turned up. I know the kids. They, I know they like clowns. <laughs> so I've, I've put on the latest. Uh, put on the latest uh, it movie. Fantastic. They're sitting yeah. in front of it. Can't quiet as anything. <laughs> quiet, I'm, they, I, they haven't blinked yet. Yeah, they, we all it. float down here. <laughs> <laughs> so don't be at all worried about it. He's got it all under control. Yeah, and, and so if, uh, if I apologise in advance, listeners, if I have to duck away in a hurry because all of a sudden we hear it sounds like someone's uh, broken a wrist or something like that. The kids are sitting on the kitchen table watching TV. I like, what are you guys sitting on the table for? It helps us see the TV better. That's fine. I got to got to record a podcast. Do whatever you, do whatever you need to do, kids. Yeah, just, absolutely. Just, uh, don't 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 interrupt. Don't interrupt. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if someone's bleeding or stop breathing, then come and tap on the window. <laughs> Otherwise, we'll, we'll be call Triple O first, minutes. and then come to us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, mate! Now, look, this week, uh, wanted to update everyone. Uh, we had had a bit of feedback on the on the socials. Yes, just yep. a bit of a question about how Olive went with the dental. Olive, yeah, my cat, absolutely dental, and uh, we talked about using the Zilkeen um, beforehand. I used it for about a week beforehand, and that, yeah. that went okay. She would sprinkle it on the food. She yes, loved yep. it. Ate it all okay. Oh, she took it okay, did yeah, she? Yeah, really, yeah, cool. really good. Then uh, then we put her on something called gabapentin, which um, you know I started about. Or two days before. Okay, yep. And that really hit her well. She was at home just dragging her feet slightly. Just a squat scuffing yeah, of the toes. scuffing to the back feet. Yeah. And just uh, a little bit of looking into the corners and just going, uh, <laughs> there's something there, but I can't see it. <laughs> so, and then, and then when she went into the clinic. Yeah. 
very relaxed. Yeah. Really, really quite different. None of the nurses got shredded this time, Fantastic. which is which is really good. Good. Um, we we ran some ran some. I took some bloods from her because yes. I didn't try and take bloods before the anaesthetic. I yeah. thought she's pretty. You know, she's young. She's pretty healthy. There's no no sort of requirement for that. So I took some bloods and then gave them to my wife Deb. Yep. Who, as you know, works down at the vet school. Yes. The lab manager. Yes. Yep. And she ran the bloods and who normally cats obviously when they go into the clinic. Their glucose levels rise because they get stressed. Bit of a stress, hyperglycemia. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And so, and when we ran her bloods, um, her glucose levels are normal. Oh wow! Normally through the roof, her glucose quite yeah, high, right. but totally normal. She was, she was really quite relaxed. Cool, so calm, and collected. Really highly recommend if you, if you're worried about your cat visiting the vet. Yeah. Get a bit of the Zilkeen and maybe some gabapentin um, before you before you rock up and, and make for a happy visit for everyone. Well, it's interesting you mention that because oh, we were talking about that at Waverley um, this week about how we can try and improve the way that we uh, handle um, these uh, these cats that come in to get themselves quite upset with their visits. Um, so with the so the Zilkeen, you just sprinkled that on her food. But which form of the gabapentin did you give her? Was it did you get a liquid made up? No, I did. I did capsules. So oh, you did the, the caps? first. So we did. Oh, I think it was. Uh, 100 milligram or so. Okay, yep. Yeah, it was 100 milligram and it had some capsules and I tried sprinkling them on the food and okay. a bit of tuna. She took yep. the first lot yeah, but then refused it after that so it must have been a bit bitter I think okay. so then I actually had to pill her. Oh, okay, right. So, yeah, yeah. yeah, it's not... not not the easiest thing to do, and I guess. Guess, thankfully, being a vet, I have a few techniques for peeling the odd <laughs> sneaky <laughs> ways of trying to do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah but yeah. um, but you know, it really helps. So, look, Fantastic. certainly, certainly, the first time disguised in um in some tuna seemed yeah. to work. But then, yeah, she seemed to get a taste, and and maybe it was a mixture of the zilkin and the gabapentin. She didn't like, not really sure. So, yeah. but the zilkin she took fine, but the gabby had yeah. to be peeling yeah. it. Yeah, yeah well, the zilkin's okay. like milk powder, really. I yeah. think in some respects. So, yeah, yeah. So yeah, no, certainly. But, but the, oh, the good thing is, so she had her teeth done. Yes, sparkly new teeth, fantastic, Look, looking beautiful. Yep. Deb got home from work the other day, opened the front door. And there's Olive, a little friend in the front hallway. Oh, really? Another cat, in, black and white cat, inside the house. Wow! I reckon the the, the clean, bleached, beautiful teeth right. has attracted perhaps a, perhaps a little friend, perhaps a, a little boyfriend, a male suitor. Yes, a suitor. yeah, yes. right. Wow. Yeah, I've gone, and so obviously, you know, Olive's Olive's desexed. Yes, yeah. She, she can't, you know, can't have kittens and yes, all that sort yeah. of thing. And my youngest one, April, we've gone. Oh. Oh, yeah, Olive, Olive's Mike got a little boyfriend coming over to see her, sort of thing. <laughs> and April's going, Oh, he's going to be disappointed. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> Olive, you little harlot. Yeah, you know, I just know. playing him along, know. you know. Oh, I was going, Well, maybe the, maybe the, the, maybe we don't know if it's a girl or a boy cat. Maybe the boy cat that's turning up, though, maybe if, uh, Maybe he's been desexed too, so they're just just going just, just the blind platonic. leading the blind. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's just platonic. <laughs> that's fine. You know, no, there's no expectations. It's companionship. That's yeah. all. So, so I've got to put new batteries in the one-way microchip cat flat now because <laughs> I think it's been used by our fellow cats in the neighbourhood. I did think she was eating a bit lately, but anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Well, mm. now she's got her pearly white teeth. Yeah, now she can actually uh, concentrate on eating her food, and rather than you, uh, you know, quite kindly feeding every other cat in the uh, yeah, in the neighbourhood that's too. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Anyway, mate, what have you been up to? Uh, so um, we um, so we've just had the Queen's birthday uh, weekend. Yes. Um, you know, not on the Queen's birthday, but you know that's fine. It's just whatever day we decide happens to best represent you know the Queen's birthday when she uh, might want to have well, it. Well, I imagine it'd be quite upsetting for a monarchist like yourself, mate, that yep. uh, having it on the wrong day. <laughs> <laughs> it's terrible. It's terrible. I still have a little, a little, um, a little can, a little, uh, yeah, a little candlelit vigil for her on the actual day. Well, did yeah. you get some flowers? Uh, flowers across Australia? They they come to the, come to the goods. Did no, you no. get? 
No, I've you seen, yet? I've, no, no, not, no, they haven't come to me. Oh. No, no. Oh, my house is filled with flowers, oh, mate. Oh, fantastic. <laughs> yeah. No lilies, though. No, 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 lilies. no, no lilies. No, no way. No. Well, they've uh, followed us on um, on Instagram. I've seen hello? a couple of their things oh, come yeah? up on uh, on Instagram too, oh, yeah? which is okay. good. So uh, we um, might be just us following them, mate. Might, not might, sure. Might, not might, sure. Might, we're oh, a bit yeah. small for them. Yeah, <laughs> quite possibly. Yeah, yeah, you're probably right. Um, so we're down at um at my mother and father-in-law's place, and they um my nieces have got a guinea pig, and um they've got a couple of guinea pigs, and. And one of those guinea pigs has um, several other small guinea pigs uh, hiding inside of it. Mm. And uh, so she's pregnant. And they had, a, they said, oh, how, you know, how close do you think she is? They had a feeling like this, this guinea pig is like, you know, she's four times wider than what she you know, normally <laughs> would be. Just full of little, oh, of little baby pigs. Yeah. Um, and so I was talking to my mother-in-law, to Christina's mum, and she's going, oh, uh, how how do you help them out? I said, well, yeah, you've got to keep an eye on them because if they're having any trouble, you've got to try and help to get the babies out. She goes, how do you do that? I said, look, it's quite difficult. <laughs> you t- you, it's, you've got to be careful. What you need to do, you need to close the guinea pig's mouth so that way they can't breathe out. And you just got to <laughs> squeeze on their tummy a little bit So because if you leave their mouth open, then the air can come out. So you've got to close that off. And then you need something soft there for there's a baby guinea pig to come out that you can catch it in it because you don't want it to land on the floor or something. She's gone, really? I said, no, Jules, I'm only kidding you. Jeez, you don't, you don't have to do that. You know? I mean, I've got oh. far too much of a trusting bring, face. Bring Lewis. towels, bring bring warm buckets of water. That's you know? right. Yeah. Yes, yeah, yeah. And then close its mouth off, close the epiglottis and... Psh, psh, psh. And just Shoot squeeze them out. You squeeze one out. Chomp, 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 chomp. Yeah. Reminds me of those, oh, you know, those toys you can get and you squeeze it and the kind of poo-looking stuff comes out oh, of their bum. That they, yes. Yeah, just something like that, I reckon. Yeah, just yeah, yeah. Gentle massage, perhaps. Or maybe if that comes out, you've got to look, you're squeezing in the wrong part of the abdomen. Squeeze down a little bit. You're squeezing oh, yeah. in the wrong tube. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Wow. Um, and and uh, so what have you got uh, else on the uh, on the list, mate? What's your, you're talking about a oh. podcast trip. What's going on there? Oh, now my dad sent me something from, from the green guy. Now, right. So and pull it up here. It was about uh, the a little dum dum club. Oh, the I little dum dum club. Do you, know, yes. do you know that podcast? I do know the podcast. Now, yes, apparently Carl they... Chandler and um, Tommy Dasolo. Right. I don't think I've ever sort of listened to it, but I certainly heard of it. Yes. And there was an article in the in the Green Guide and talking about how they have. A trip to Phuket, yes, every year. Yep, you know about this. Oh, I know about their 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 Koh Samui podcast Ko- festival. Koh Samui, yes. Why don't we two vets talk pets? Junk it. Oh wow, where will we go? I like. Where would the listeners meet us oh. to have our junket, do you reckon? What do you Ch- think? Oh, where, where, where could we go? Thailand, Tom and Thailand, be right. Bali, Bali. Bali be no, nice Another close. bogan in Bali, always yeah, good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> another two bogans no, in another Bali. Another two of them, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Bintang singlets and all. <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah. Sell them up Puggy Puck, yep. No, yeah. Got that sorted. Uh, or, or we could um, you know, ride on the coattails of uh, Carl and Tommy and uh, and go to Koh Samui. Maybe we'd hit them up for, for next year. Oh, like a double, a, a double episode. Or, or, they, or they get heaps of other other podcasts that come and join them up. Another one of the podcasts I listened to, The Dollop, um, they were supposed to be going out there too, but they, um, uh, one of the Dollop guys couldn't go, so only one's going out there. I think um, Will Anderson and um, and Charlie Clawson have gone out there right. a couple of times for the uh, for the, yeah, for the podcast does, festival. It does mention The Dollop, yeah, I'd yeah. Say obviously. But yeah, I was just thinking, mate, that's a great, how's that for a junket, Oh, hey? it's a great junket. Yeah, it's yeah. good. Take the families. Come you know, on, let's everyone, go Everyone there. come over. Maybe... Hey, a friend of mine's just gone to Bora Bora. Maybe Bora Bora. Bora Bora. Bora. The Seychelles. Yeah. Yeah, the yeah. Seychelles are going to start ourselves yeah. up a bank account. No, so is that the Seychelles? No, Bora Bora is, um, oh, oh I've lost it. It's not the Seychelles. It's, um, 
Anyway, we'll edit that. We'll edit that. Put the right bit in, whatever it is. All right. All right, mate. What else has been up with you? What do you got? So, um, the other thing then, uh, oh, uh, in the news, uh, listeners may have seen in the uh, in the Australian uh, media that there was a uh, a dog auction in um, in Casterton. Oh no, where you going? um, Yes. And uh, where there was a record price paid for a two-year-old kelpie. So, uh, Glen Cam, oh Glen Can Seven, is a a little dog sold for. Twenty-two thousand two hundred dollars. Twenty-two k for well, a dog. That's more than a new vet graduate salary, mate. Uh, that is it. <laughs> pretty well. It's only about half of it, anyway. A, it is, isn't for it? For one dog. One dog. It's amazing. Dog. It, that is that is crazy. Yeah, hang, um, hang on, hang on a sec, mate. Yeah. We've got a few Madagascan listeners. Yes. So just to convert, five point seven million. Malagasy Ariari. Oh, okay, that's right. A, that's the Madagascan currency. That's just, the Madagascan yeah, currency. Just to, for our, you know, top listeners, we've got the right. two in Madagascar. Just in case you're not sure. Sounds like they've got some inflation there, like in Zimbabwe, <laughs> where it's just you know suddenly bread's gone from being ten thousand dollars to a million dollars. You're right. I, I, that was last week. I checked it, so oh, it's probably right. six point seven billion now. It might have gone up from there. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but twenty two k for a dog, and so and they were saying that there was another one that was sold um over the weekend for sixteen. Grand, oh, yeah, wow. sixteen thousand five hundred. Now, obviously, this dog's got to be pretty damn special for for selling for twenty two k. You know, You'd like think so, wouldn't you? you? Know, um, I mean, that's a lot of sheep that one dog is worth. You know, yeah. um, now. I'm sure there were other dogs there. I'm just wondering how many dogs. It may not have been, you know, your your Nat Fife in your in your in your Super Coach team, you know, that you, you've got for Can Seven for. You could have got yourself six or seven other dogs. You you might not have had to get out of bed. You know, yeah. you could have just gone and bought six or seven other ones. You know, just a really good firm midfield. And it's like, well, you guys just go out there and do it. I've still got ten k in my pockets. So I didn't didn't you know crack out the twenty two. The thing is, it's twenty two k two hundred. So that means that probably the underbidder has gone twenty two thousand dollars, twenty two thousand dollars, and that's it. I'm done. I'm done. That's that's going to win it for me. Yep. And then the next guys come on and go. 22, 200, 200 bucks more. Like, oh. oh, yeah. That's my limit. Limit's That's my limit. Not, not going it. over that. Yeah. I don't know how you set that. I mean, obviously what those dogs do, though, is amazing. When you see them in real action, they're worth, you know, what, two two farmers out there trying to herd the sheep up and yeah. do it at a distance. And, and they say that, that, that a lot of the dogs that are really good, they don't read training. They just... Uh, Innately know what yeah, to do. Exactly. Yeah. And I suppose, I don't know, if it, did it say male or female? Or um, we, yeah, we're I was looking actually at trying, to, trying to spot that. Um, although the, the one that went for 16K was a female. Um, right. So, but it doesn't so actually... So, could be some lineage, you know, down there, I suppose. You could sell some of the pups oh, if you think things are all, all good. But um, So, 60 dogs were auctioned for a total of over $260,000 with an average price of Five thousand five hundred. Oh wow! So there was some chaff. That's amazing. Yeah, there was some chaff yeah. in there. Yeah, you know? yeah. But I guess some you, roughies. Some some roughies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Maybe ones to try and work yeah. on. You yeah, know? that's right. The ones that go the Dapto dogs maybe work yeah. their way up to <laughs> to the <laughs> Melbourne Cup. Yeah, yeah, just slowly, slowly yeah. build themselves up to yeah, Sandown yeah. Cup or whatever yeah. it is. <laughs> <laughs> oh, now, mate, I've got something on Facebook this week. Yes. I've got sent a photo. Yeah, and it's uh, which dog breed are you? And I want a, a little test for you, mate. Okay, yes. So I want you to tell me. Oh, and there's. Uh, how many have I got? He got seven. Uh, uh, I can't count. Ten. Ten different dogs. Yep. Tell me which dog you think you most like, and I'll give you a little description on. On so we've got a Labrador. Yes. Beagle. Yes. Greyhound. Right. Dalmatian. Yep. German Shepherd. Mm-hmm. Staffy. Healer. Spaniel. Border Collie. Or a Pomeranian. 
Right. Now, okay. what, do you, what do you think you're going for, mate? Pomeranian out. Um, Pomeranian out. So don't, don't quite right. have so the fluffiness. Pom- Pomeranian? Yeah. The gossip queen. Oh, right. Always up for a dance. Yes. Bit of a jealous jerk at times. Oh. Not you, mate? Not me. No, no, not would, me. Nah. That, that's not my MO. dance no. a lot. No, no, no. no. And well, I don't, don't think you're a gossip queen. <laughs> I like talking crap, but not necessarily <laughs> gossiping. gossiping. Um, uh, let's see. I'm um, greyhound. I'd like to be, but I just I think I'm fooling myself with the physique, so I think well, I'd have to leave the greyhound. Well, greyhound loves yoga, right? Loves, I do love yoga. Yeah, loves sleep even more. I do like sleep as well. Bit of a stage five clinger. <laughs> Yeah, we might have to talk to Christina about that. To try and get the, the inside. courting, yeah. Yeah, yeah, try and Whether, get the inside track yeah. on that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, so you're not a greyhound? Um, so not a greyhound. I, I reckon I'd go for Beagle. I reckon beagle, I, beagle? I reckon I'm closer oh. to a Beagle. Yeah, right. Full of smarts. Oh, borrows clothes without returning them. <laughs> now, I'll, I'll check again with Christina on that one. Well, <laughs> think, does it say what? anything about odd socks here, mate? You know, oh, you have two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You I have know two. by thickness here. I'm not going to ask whose knickers you got on, mate. I'll leave that one alone. Only mine are big enough to fit on my bum, mate. You know, <laughs> and and then has their noses in everyone's business is oh. the beagle. Oh, that's a beagle Gee, following their nose. Does it, does it say which part of their business I'm supposed to have my nose in? Or yeah, that's a good point. No, yeah. it doesn't. No. <laughs> so what about you, mate? Which oh, one do you think fits well, you best? I was reading it. And obviously, oh, I got the I got to read the blurbs before I chose which one I was. So I thought, yep. oh look, look, I reckon I'm a healer. Right, healer, so, yeah. Yeah, yeah, healer. Mates with everyone. Good. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, right, fits fit you. Yes, loves a pie at the footy. Not all yeah, good. No, yeah. yeah, a bit more of a. Yeah, I'll go past. Bit of a hot dog while you're there, what, cheering yeah, on the tides? Yeah, yeah. Get so excited, sometimes a little bit of wee comes out. <laughs> <laughs> I can get a towel for you if you like, mate. You didn't tell me that, you know. Well, no, but, mate, that's why I'm sitting sitting on the uh, the leather chair here at your place <laughs> rather, than the, rather than, the, uh, than the material one's just going to soak it all up. So. <laughs> uh, so that was a bit of fun I got, yeah. yeah. So I'll put that on the socials and see nice how we one. go, eh? Um, one thing that we've had during the week was um, uh, uh, my part-timer, Jane, she's got a, um, a tennis coach who uh, who lives behind her and, uh, and said, oh, yeah, I've got some... Um, I got some tennis balls. Do you want to you know, take them into your work and give them away at work? Oh yeah. And and Jane said, "Do you want me to put those?" Absolutely. Yeah. No, that'd be fine. Um. So I'm just going to show you a picture, which works really well on the the visual medium <laughs> that is podcasting. But we'll put this up on the uh, on the feed. Here's what the sign is that the uh, nurses had on there. <laughs> so we got a we got a basket, a basket that would contain balls. Uh, a, a tennis ball it says, "Free dog balls, please take one." Yeah. And there are two. Two, two balls. Two, two balls. Is it a bit weird having a sign in a vet clinic saying free dog balls? <laughs> free yeah. dog balls. Free dog balls. Not free tennis balls for dogs. Oh, yeah. <laughs> free dog balls, you know. We've got we've got them coming out of our ears, Lewis. Dog balls we've, everywhere. We've, we've got surgery. We've done three or four castrates today. <laughs> Just pop them in the basket out the front, nurses, and yeah. we'll get those and Somebody, and somebody can away. take one if they take want. Take them away. Yeah, <laughs> take these balls away for your dog. Yeah, some mountain oysters. Oh, <laughs> mate. Close. Now speaking of, speaking of dogs, that oh look, a few things happened this week for me. Yes. You know, a bit of a, oh, just a bit of a shout out for everyone. I think or a community announcement. Perhaps we'll put it on. Like so. Unfortunately, I was driving home from work the other day yeah. and down a busy road and noticed a dog that had been hit by a car on the side oh, of the road. Really, crap. really sad. So yeah. I thought, oh, pulled, pulled up, got around the corner, got you know safe spot to park, pulled over, jumped out, got to the dog. Unfortunately, the dog had passed away. Oh, no. And it turned out, I looked up at the, the teenage boy that was there yeah. and I sort of recognised him. I thought, oh, and then I recognised the dog and it was a neighbour that lives down the street. Oh, no. And it's just, it was a horrible occurrence. It was really, really... 
sort of you know really sad thing to have to be there you know i yeah. went back to the car got a stethoscope yeah the dog was, was sort of well gone and yeah having a feel i could feel that you know some ribs weren't quite right and there were some other injuries that we won't go into yeah, on a yeah. family friendly pod yeah but it just really got in my head i mean i i feel horrible for the owners um but they're an owner that i see in the street a lot and the dog is off lead mm. continually no. often never on lead yeah right and i I really just want people to, you know, a lot of people think, oh, my dog's fine off lead. Yeah. You know, yep. I can walk my dog wherever I want. He can walk off lead. It's all good. And that's fine if you want to do that. Yeah. But all it takes is a, to be spooked. The yep. car, you know, a truck to drive past yep. or or another car, a dog to bark at the gate at your yep. dog and it, it runs out on the road. Yeah, yeah. And just really, you know, sort of really stuck a bit of a call with me that I'd seen that dog on out. Out walking around, running across the road, you know, through the oh, quiet really? streets. Oh, yeah, yeah. Quite a bit. But yep. when it got to the, the busier road. Busier road, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know. Um, just, just on lean. I really I feel, you know, it's a horrible thing that's happened and, and terrible, but potentially preventable, unfortunately. Absolutely, yeah. Mm. And it's that thing of, you know, it's not that hard to have your dog on a mm. lead, you know. Unfortunately, we're, we're in suburbia, you know, or if you're in, you know, if you've got the, the enough farmland for your $22,000 Kelpie to go running around yeah. on, let them off lead, go bananas, go take them to an off lead dog park. But otherwise, it's not only just for your dog, but it's for other people's safety as well. Because if that dog runs out, you know, so the person that's driving that car they're now going to be traumatised. If they've got kids in the car, yes. those kids are going to be yes. traumatised, you know, because one person didn't want to have their dog on or, lead. Or potentially they swerved to miss the dog and hit another car. Absolutely, you know, that's, that's yeah. All, that's or, all. or hit the kid that's running after the dog, yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah, so it's, exactly. a, it's, a, it's a potential disaster. Yeah. Running up. Just put your dog on a lead. Yeah. Uh, I think while we're talking about, you know, a little bit of beefs, you're, you're a jogger, mate. You like you, you, you like you. Yes. You know, we know you're a runner, yes. like marathon runner, shuffler. Yeah. Well, shuffler. 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 Yeah. yeah. I don't think you can call yeah. what I do running. Right. Yet, yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> shuffler. Nah. Come on, Robbie. We've seen the times. They're good. They're good. And and dogs, you know, dogs out on out on the walk. You know, people got plastic bags. Yes. Yes. Picking up picking up dog poop. Oh, do you know where I'm going, here, mate? Going now. Yes. Yeah. Now you're out on a run, yep. Robbie. Yes, yeah, it's a long run. It's a long run. It's yep. a long run off off a short. <laughs> yeah, off a short. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> off, you know, what, what's what's going on there? Well, did, did you see the article on the poo jogger? I did see the stuff on the poo jogger. Yes, <laughs> you know, um, and how the uh, the neighbourhood had to try and uh, you know uh, set up uh, cameras, and then they managed to get him with the flash. It wasn't a sting. It was a fantastic sting. Oh, just to awesome. catch him. Yeah, yeah, with, yeah. With that photo. So look, you know, another beef of mine. Maybe if you're jogging, you need to take the plastic bags with you. The little the little bone shaped item bone, on, bone. on the uh, that carries the plastic bags. Just put it in your pocket. Put put it tie it up to your little drawstring that yeah, you put yeah that's yeah, right yeah. so you know obviously if, if the urgency does come yeah yeah i think i think there's a market there mate actually oh, quite possibly two yeah. vets talk pets uh, uh marathon runner uh poo bags, poo you bags reckon? yeah to try and help out yeah, yeah. You know, um, we're all for community service now i'm just trying to have a look here because i saw a really good um a good uh, photo of it i saw that oh, too oh, mate. no 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 there's an even better one of where um with malcolm turnbull 
Right. Yeah, yeah. Um. So what happened? So I've I've, I've tried googling Malcolm Turnbull same shoes as Poo Jogger. <laughs> yes. Right. So yes. did you see this picture? Yeah. No. Yeah. So I've seen some photos on Twitter of people saying I wear the same shoes. I don't jog and I don't poo in people's front yards. Yeah. Yeah. So um. So I, I, as you'd expect, I found the picture of the uh of, of of the Poo Jogger. But there's a um. So there's a picture of um Malcolm Turnbull. I'm trying to see if I can find it. It's not for um, those who don't know Malcolm Turnbull, the Prime Minister of Australia. The Pro- esteemed leader of our country for the moment. You never know what's going to happen oh. in Australian politics. Mm. Um, mm. Uh, oh, jeez, some terrible images on the internet. Oh, um, right. Anyway, all right, um, Robbie, so, shut so, that down, so, mate. The so, kids so, are coming. But anyway, there's a um, a, a <laughs> all good, Christina. Yeah, everything's <laughs> all, fine. All see, I put Nightmare on Elm Street on now. They're going back to it. It's all good. <laughs> One, two, Freddie's coming for you. Um, so anyway, so Malcolm Turnbull's wearing the same jogging shoes as the poo <laughs> jogger, and so someone put a picture. It might have been Tony Martin put a picture on um uh, on on Twitter of saying you know um the uh, I, I, I direct uh, your mad, uh, your uh, your honour's uh, attention to the shoes, and so in one half of the pictures, there's a picture of the poo jogger with those New Balance reflective ears, yeah, yes, and yes. there's one there of our uh, our prime minister wearing the exact same black uh, reflective New Balance <laughs> oh, shoes. Oh my goodness! Can't find oh, the picture no, to show it. Right. It's on there somewhere. All right, um, good mate. So right. uh, I think that's it for the chitty chitty chat yeah. chat, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, let's go. What about? All right, disclaimer time. Yeah. So uh, all advice on this show is general in nature, so please consult your veterinarian before following any advice for your pet. We do our best to provide the most up-to-date information, but as veterinary medicine is continually advancing and changing, please let us know if we have missed anything or if you need any clarification. Great stuff, so, mate. That's a big packed podcast, this one, isn't oh, it? Mate? It is, yeah, yeah. Action-packed, action-packed. Um, so we're on to, you're on to diabetes part zwei. Part, part zwei, yes, zwei. yeah, yeah. Or, or do it. Do it. Or, 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 or yeah. do. If, you're, if you're French. Dos. Yeah. Yeah. Dos, por favor. Do if you're Indonesian. Yeah. <laughs> and when we're in Koh Samu, we will learn what, what two is over well, there in, as well. In Thailand. Yeah, yeah absolutely. In, in yeah. Thailand. Thailand. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, diabetes part two. So, we spoke last time about what is diabetes, you know, how you get it and the signs that you see. So, um, so go back and listen to that if you need a refresh. Um, this week, I wanted to talk about treatment. And also uh, monitoring. Um, so treatment-wise for animals when you've got diabetes, basically you're talking insulin. You know, regard yep. in, in, in initially, regardless of whether you're, whether or not you're a dog and you've got the type one diabetes, or you're a cat and you've got the type two or potentially reversible diabetes, really you need insulin at the start because the insulin is what your body needs to drive the high sugar that's in your blood into the cells so it can be used. Because if it's not getting driven into the cells, then that means it's just getting lost in the urine which is why they wee more and then drink more to compensate um, and if you're not getting the sugar into your cells for energy you're breaking down your fats and your proteins yep. and so that's why you're getting sick so that's why we Losing need to weight. give these exactly yeah um, and so that's why we need to give these animals um, insulin injections to drive that sugar in so there's lots of different types of insulin there's um, some that is registered for dogs and no, cats isn't there just know? yeah um, but then there's also been a bit of a swing of using human insulins in um in dogs and cats as well which um can help you know because a it's generally cheaper than what the 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 animal stuff is because there's a lot more human diabetics than what there are animals it just means that then you're using insulin that i guess is off label you know you're using stuff that hasn't been specifically registered that's Um, all okay i mean that's pretty standard we do that fine we do it with other stuff yeah so um so the with cats um you know cats using insulin 
because they've got that chance of, of going into that diabetic remission, yep. you've got to be really, really careful when you start them on the insulin. You'll still go twice a day. There's times where sometimes you know people try giving it to them once a day or something like that. Initially, you just don't get that much control because yep. it's just too long that the insulin's not working for, too long that the blood glucose is up too yep. high, and you're just yep. not getting enough control. So generally, you've got to be giving it twice a day. Yep. Um, with the dogs... Absolutely, they've got to have it twice a day. There's yeah. un- unfortunately no two ways about it. Yeah, yep. you need you need to give them the insulin twice a day. Yep. Yep. Finding and, and so the insulin's given as injections, isn't it, mate? And correct. And yes. that, that freaks a lot of people out. I reckon they go, "Oh, I could never do that. I could never give injections to my dog or cat." Yes. And really, it is very simple. It it's, is. It's you know it, we can you can come to the clinic and we can teach you within 15 minutes. Yes. To be given you know insulin injections yourself at yeah. home quite easily. It might mean a week's time you come back, we check what you're doing, you know, because it's a bit of a process of, um, you know, drawing up the right amount and, and using the right syringes and then yeah. injecting and making sure it's gone in. Yeah. But, you know, there are lots of people that, that cope with it really well. Absolutely. Um, and, and, and to think that, that it's an un, you know, that it's that easy to treat. Yeah. Um, uh, as far as just giving the injections at home, and often you pair it with food, don't you? So you know, yes. you're giving food, or maybe maybe afterwards, or just depends or on your, your yeah. or before depends yeah. on your routine. Yes. Um, and a lot of cats or dogs go, oh, I like my injection because I know I get fed, or yep. you know, I know it's part of my feeding regime. So yeah, yeah. They're, they're used to it being one thing leads to the other. So yep. okay, you're sure I get a needle, but then I get this good feeling that I get from eating something. Yes. Um, and you're absolutely right. Like some time people go, oh. I I couldn't. I just couldn't do. It. I couldn't do it. You know, for the first week, you're all you're all thumbs. But then after that, you've just yeah. given fifteen more injections than you've given in your life. Yes. And after that, you start getting pretty good at yeah. it. You know. And and the needle's so small that so they barely tiny. feel it. Don't yeah, they? I, yeah. I don't. I don't reckon they ever, ever really feel it. I mean, I don't oh, know. Sometimes I think they're um, particularly with some dogs and cats. Like if they've been. If, if you're giving the injections around in one particular area, like yep. sometimes they can get sensitive around there. But yep. in general, they take it fine. Yeah, they do. They, they take seem it fine. To. Yeah. Um, so, uh, so insulin injections, the, the, the tough thing is finding the right insulin and the right dose. Oh, isn't you it? Know, yes. Because there's no, it's not like antibiotics or anti-inflammatories where you go, this is the dose you need and yep. this is what you stick to it yep. because the requirements of different animals is going to be different. Yep. So... Um, and you don't want to go too hard too early because otherwise you'll start them on. If you start them on too high or an insulin dose, you crash their blood sugar levels, and then that's when you can start to run into trouble from yep. that. So yep. um, the the key is is that you start them conservatively, and then you monitor them, and then you go, okay, we still don't have enough control. We increase. We still yep. don't have enough control. We increase until you find that nice special little medium spot of going. We've got enough control that we're controlling clinical signs, but not getting down that low that we're running the risk of uh, low sugar yeah. episodes. Yeah, so how do you monitor, mate? What do you recommend? So, um, yeah, this is the thing that, um, that the whole reason why I wanted to bring this up because um, so traditionally what we've done is used um, blood glucose um, levels. So where uh, yep. the owner will usually give the insulin and give the food at, um, at home, bring the animal into the clinic, and then you'll do a series of blood glucose tests through the day. Yeah, Every two or three curve, hours, blood we? glucose yeah. curve. And so what you're looking for, you're looking to see how high up they are, how low they get, and how long that duration of effect is yep. for. Because if it's going down too quickly, it's probably the wrong insulin for them. If it's too high and it's not getting down low enough, you probably need to give them some more. If there's no effect at all, you got to start wondering, right, was there a problem with the insulin or is there an issue with the injection technique or yeah, something like that? Yeah, exactly. 
But the problem with that, as you just said, with Olive, is you go into the clinic and they get stressed. Particularly and so the cats, don't yeah. they? Yeah, yeah. And so their, their, their blood sugar levels just go through the roof anyway. So if their blood sugar levels go through the roof, you're getting false results. So if you're not getting the same results in the clinic as what you are at, as what you would be at home, potentially you could be giving them too much insulin and potentially causing them to have those low glucose episodes too. So monitoring at home is a possibility. So um, there's a, a lot of uh, diabetic owners that like to, uh, particularly if with cats, yes. where they like to monitor them at home. You yeah. can get um, a dog and cat specific blood glucose monitors. Again, yeah. they're more expensive than the human ones. Yep. But they're calibrated to animals. So yep. then that way the, the owners can use little stylets to try and get a little bit of blood and then try and see how we go from there. Yeah, you can just prick the sort of ear, can't you, and get a little, just a, a little marginal sample. And I think, is it the AccuTrack? Uh, uh, yeah, AccuTrack. Yeah. AccuTrack. AlphaTrack? AlphaTrack. AlphaTrack, yes. AccuTrack. Checks the human one. Alpha track is right. the is the dog and cat yeah, one. Yeah, so it'll use a minute amount of blood, tiny little drop, and then you can you can uh, you know pop a little needle or style it just onto the tip of the ear and just get a small amount of blood, yep. and and you can track your glucose levels at home. And, and I've even seen um, owners doing it from the from the pads as well. Yeah, you know, right. trying to get it, particularly yeah, for okay. cats where it's soft. The dogs, it's a little bit harder because their pads are a bit thicker. Yes. Um, but so and again, that's not for everyone that no. they don't want to do that. But what we've started doing at work is um, I went to a, um, a lecture um, at the ASAVA conference um, last year where um, we were up at up at the Gold Coast. Fasava. Fasava. We're, we're all good th- where the magic started, mate. Where the, where the magic the, the started, idea yeah. came to where, where fruition. I, where I mentioned it to you, Lewis, yeah. and I said, you know what, mate, how about we try yeah. and uh, do a podcast? Um, so, yeah, the Libra, is it? Is it the Libra? Uh, the, the, the Libra Free. Yeah, yeah. Yes. So, I'm just trying to find it because have you seen, a, um, seen what they look like on? Well, well, uh, I assume you're not talking about the Libra you buy from the uh, the the feminine section of the no, the supermarket. No, 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 no. Not, well, I was going to say I haven't those, seen those yet. Not those, no. not those no, Libra-free no, no, ones. No, no. Oh, right. No. Um, yes, I have. Try, try, so it's uh, like a white disc, isn't it? It's about it's you, a white disc. It's about you know if you're again in Australia and you know the size of our coins, it's about a twenty cent piece size. Right. And so what it is, it's a little thing where um I've got a picture. We'll put it on one the, of the um, footballers wears one, I think, during the game. Oh, really? Uh, for Melbourne, he's a, he's a diabetic. Uh, okay. Yeah. on his arm he's, he wears a like it's got a uh, he has a like a, a patch of bandage over it yeah right you can sort of see the general shape of it so he obviously wears it during Where, the wears game wears it during his game yeah. and then they can obviously update on how he's going and, and you know, monitor it he, run him he, out of jelly bean if he needs yeah, it yeah he's another skittle mate yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you kicked <laughs> your goal have an M&M yeah, mate that's well right, done keep, yeah. let's keep going um, yeah. and so what these little things are is there it's a little sensor that gets introduced into the skin through a little stylet and yep. there's a tiny tiny little rubber um, little rubber tube that goes through the skin and sits in the um, in the tissue underneath. And what it does is it monitors the blood sugar levels that are floating around in the tissue. Yeah. But the thing is, it's checking them all the time. Yeah, real so, time. Real time, yeah. And so instead of having, like, at home, you know, you've, or, or at the clinic we might do, you know, three or four or five in a day or if you're at home you might do 10 or 12 but you're still only just getting segments through the time yep. this monitors it the whole day yes and it is no, it is it, it is as simple as just running the monitor over it and it just sucks the information out yep. you put excuse me, put it into your computer and then it spits it out as a really nice graph. So then you've got right. this really cool curve that gives you an average of what's happened over the 10 to 14 days. Yep. Um, and putting it on, are you, I haven't used it yet, mate. So you're, yeah. you're, you're, you're teaching me as well yeah. as the... Uh, 
the audience today. Yes, yep. So you're anesthetising them or they're no. doing the wake? Conscious, awake. Awake and they, in they, dogs and cats? Um, I haven't tried it in cats yet. That was right. the next thing I was, was going to say. But dogs, dogs we've used it in so far. Um, the first time I tried using it, I put it, it was a little Westie, little Archie. Yes. Um, I, I believe Archie's owner's listening. So oh, Archie, if you're listening. Welcome, you know, welcome Archie. Yeah, good yeah. on you, Archie. Yeah. Um, you were the uh, guinea pig by the sound of it. That's right, yeah, yeah. Um, so we didn't know at the time, but now you yeah. do. <laughs> oh, no, they do. It was oh. uh, all, all out oh, there on yeah, Front Street. Right, okay. Yeah, yeah. So this Disclaimer. is what I want to try and do. Yeah, yeah all um, signed up. Good, so, good. So what... Well, we put it on his neck, but because it was on his neck and he's got sort of thick, uh, because the pictures I'd seen on the internet was people putting it on the neck, but it just moved around too much and it lifted yeah. off too quickly. Oh, yeah. So now I've put it down on their back, so yes. just um, so it's sort of just behind the shoulder blade, yeah. where it's less likely that they're going to curve around quite yeah, as much. Okay. Yes, there's a risk that they can chew it out, but I haven't had a dog chew one out yet. Yep. So um, yep. I've, I've put on about sort of eight or nine. You so tape far. over it, would you? Do you tape over? I, it or I put something? a little bit of um, fixamol over the top of it. Yeah, just right. a little bit of sticky stuff. Yeah, but when you put it on, so it comes with a um, a little thing. It's like you know the uh, the juices that you get on an aeroplane. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like they're yeah, the ones that you get on the aeroplane with the kids. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And they bring out the food and they give it to your kids, and you're like, you're there concentrating yours. You look over at your, your daughter, you know, Stella, <laughs> yeah. and they're trying to rip the top off it, and there's a, it's like juice everywhere. And you're like, oh my goodness, <laughs> don't touch it! Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> we need some serviettes, please. Right. Um, so it's 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 comes in a little packet that, that looks like that, but a little bit smaller. And yeah. so it, it's got this thing where you load it, and what you do, you put it on the on the animal's skin. So you shave, shave Sha- up. So, so you shave Prep it. the skin and all. Prep the skin with some metho. Yep. Wait till it dries. Yep. And then you sit this thing on there, and you just push it. You push it, right. and it goes clunk. Yep. And it's and it's a clunk, and the, the like the the dog can feel the yeah just the knock the pressure. on, uh, on yep. the skin. But that's it. Yeah, right. And then when you take it off, the, then the trickiest bit is that there's a little bit of sticky stuff that holds the sensor onto the skin. Yeah. But you've got to be careful because dogs have got hair there. Sometimes the whole thing can lift off. So I always get little hemostats there to try and uh, peel yeah, it back to make okay. sure I don't take the introducer yeah. off and then take my sensor off. Right. I saw it. a little note on on one of the uh, one of the Facebook groups or something. Putting six drops of super glue helps as well. Oh really? Yeah, tissue glue. Yeah. Yeah. Um, They're using that with cats. Oh, oh to with keep cats. Keep it on. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Because uh, I I haven't had one come off yet yeah, on a dog. Good. You know, from yeah, that from that little sticky cat, stuff. I was saying, yeah. But but I I really want to try it in a cat because yeah, um, I've been in cats too, I yeah, think. because it's it's. I reckon it's the way of the future for for monitoring diabetics. You know, um, and I just we got an email through from work the other day that now the Libra free monitors, as long as you've got a um, an update enough phone, you can actually monitor it with your phone. Oh, yeah, you don't fantastic. even need a monitor, uh, oh. the, the the little monitor anymore. So you don't even need that. Wow. Um, so if you've got a Nokia ninety two ten, you'd little, be right. Little clam yeah, phone, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, you just wind it up at the back and then away you go. Um, but yeah, it, so that is something that I think is going to change the way that we monitor diabetics. Oh, yeah. The the issue is, is there is a little bit of discrepancy between what you see on the sensor and what you get on if you were to do a blood one yes. and also what you get from the lab. So with, with good old Archie, when I started doing it with him, um, I had him in at the clinic for the first day and I was running the sensor using our alpha track and also then sending some samples off to the lab yes. and there was some variation between all of them. But Well, that's just test method, method really in some ways. Although I think there's a bit of an issue with you know the... 
They say that the Libra is measuring tissue concentration, Correct, yeah. which is not ma- maybe necessarily what's in the blood. Correct, yeah. But I reckon it's got to correlate pretty closely. It might be a lag time of, what, five minutes, ten yeah. minutes? I don't and think you know what? It's, it's one of those things where it's near enough to be close enough. Yes, you know? yeah, exactly. Um, because it's just a trend, isn't it, we're looking at? We're not looking at absolute numbers per se. No, so, no. And yeah. and when you see this this plotted out graph, because I usually pull it off after 10 days, so I find after 10 yep. days they seem to be going a bit, yep. a bit funny. But you see this beautiful mean line of where you go, oh my goodness, that's a, a 24-hour curve I can see. Wow. Right, You give it the injection there, you give it the injection, it's fantastic. So, yeah, right. so if okay. you've got diabetics, guys, um, or you're interested, talk to your vet about this Libra-free um, yeah, okay. uh, monitoring system. I think it's great. That's so, some great tips there. That's fantastic. Yep. And there is a website that I know that I often send cat owners to. Okay, yep. Sugar Pet. Dot net really good for just for home monitoring and yeah right you know, if if you feel like you want to do some home glucose curve monitoring yourself yes just has some really good information about you know obviously we didn't mention it today in the past we've rec- sometimes it's been recommended to do urine samples for glucose in urine yeah we're obviously moved away from that yep. a lot now because it doesn't give us a good representation of what's going on in the blood necessarily yeah. <laughs> So there is a bit of talk about the urine monitoring, which is perhaps not as relevant, but there's some good stuff on that website about cats and you know, yeah. if you want to do your home glucose curves. But yeah. also the Libra, Libra-free stuff, it's not expensive, is it? So it's about 200 bucks for the... The it's, full kit up, yeah, yeah. It's which is, it's not, know, it's not that, not that you know, expensive. It's an initial outlay, but then you know it's worth it because otherwise, if you, if you're coming into the clinic, yeah, to, to have have it done, you're probably looking at a couple hundred dollars anyway. anyway the, each the time you visit, the cost is pretty comparable. But instead of giving getting five bits of information, you're getting yeah. four hundred. Yeah. you know. Um, and so I think from a, a, a data, a science point of view, it's a lot better. So I think there's going to be a lot more information coming out on that as time goes on, as more people Fantastic. get to use it. Fantastic. So cutting edge, mate. Loving it. Loving it. You're teaching me. Finger on the pulse, Lewis. Yeah, Finger on the pulse. You're teaching me as we go. This is, this is great, listeners. You, you, uh, Robbie's right on the cutting edge technology. But I tell you what, mate, it's time for you to t- take me to school, mate. What, oh, what, have you, what do you well, want to bring mate, about? I thought it was time to bring home some behaviour stuff. We haven't yes. had some behaviour stuff for a while. Yes. So big, big topic today, separation anxiety. Yeah, huge one. Now, separation anxiety, look, it's got so many different names. Yes. Um, you know, separation-related distress, separation-related anxiety. I was going to Google other names, but I ran out of time. You say potato, I say <laughs> potato. Exactly. Yeah. And, and essentially, all it is is dogs that are anxious. Um, when they're separated from their owner, yes, yep, or or separated from humans, in yes. some dogs, you know. So some dogs are specific in that you've got a household of five people. It's yep. only when one person goes to work yep. the dog gets anxious, or that household of five people. It could be any person can stay and they're fine, yep. but the whole house leaves and oh, we're not fine. Yes, so, yeah, yeah. Um, and this it sort of came to mind to this topic because I had some. Uh, some clients come in the other day and we talked about warts a couple of episodes ago yes. and they had some juvenile warts found on their dog at the doggy daycare. Oh, yes, yep. And the doggy daycare said, well, you can't come to daycare because right. you're infectious. Yep. So they came to me and they said, you know, what are we going to do? I said, well, you just got to wait it out kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and uh, and they said, but we can't. The dog's got, you know, we've got videos set up. The dog's got massive separation anxiety. Right. And I was like, oh, wow, you know, gosh, okay. Well, you've come to the right, right place. place. Yeah. Here, we, here we go. <laughs> so, so like. Just sit there, crack your nuts. Yeah, that's right. Right. right story. <laughs> Nurses block off an hour. <laughs> I'm bringing it home. The nurses roll their eyes going, oh, God. Here he here goes. Go. Yeah, what, what's he got this time? <laughs> suppose he wants some photos for Instagram. Yeah. So. <laughs> so anyway, so I, you know, um, 
you know, and it just just got me. They'd been to see a trainer, yes. and the trainer had sort of recommended a few things, and and they were trying things. And actually, what they'd recommended, we'll probably get into this a little bit later. Is one of the things we that sometimes recommended is a, a thing called graduated departures. Right. Yes. So graduated departures, the the concept behind that is that you leave for a very short period of time. Yep. Um, and you come back um before the dogs gets anxious. Yeah. Um, and and reward the dog on return or, or whatever it is. Um, and then over a period of well, it can take a long time if you're doing this. You, you eventually. You know, increase the length of the time that you're leaving, yeah, and you got to come back before the dog gets anxious, and and that sort of thing. But there's a lot that's linked into that, you know. And this is all they've been given by the by the dog trainer, and they're like, "Oh, we're trying this," and and I find it is such a difficult thing yeah. for owners to do. Yes, yep. Um, and and it just sort of you know made me realise, you know, that, that there's so many other things that that I could help these people, and if yeah. we can put it on a pod, yeah, well, the 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 millions of listeners, millions. Mi- Many, many, many ears. Yep, yes. many, many more than the the value of the kelpie in Madagascar. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll 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 know how to do it. So, look, it's um you know separation anxiety can can be ex- ex- something that's bubbling along for a long time. Yes, and it can be exacerbated by things like a, a move of house. Yep, renovations. Uh, you know, a change in routine. Yeah, yep. Or possibly, boom, boom, boom. A new baby. New baby. New there baby. You go. Did I mention Robbie? What? Do you know I've written a book? You know, you know what people need? They need a book about this. Mate, you're on you something. Know, you don't know of one, do you, what? Lewis? Funny you should say that. Yeah. I did write one five <laughs> years ago. So, look, and often with, with a new baby, it can be a situation of, of mums on maternity leave. Yes. And then, you know, baby's eight, nine, ten months old, yep. mum's going back to work. Yeah, and suddenly yep. the dog's like, what's going on? This is a huge we're, change. I'm used to having someone around exactly. and now they're gone. Yeah. Where's where's the big afternoon sleep we're having on there? Well, hopefully. Hopefully, yes. On the, on the couch. <laughs> on the couch while everyone else is asleep. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, so, and, you know, um, it, yeah, it can often worsen with any of those things. Um, and the signs, you know, the signs have got, uh, you know, often there can be vocalisation yep. when, when owners owners leave. Barking, whining, you know, yeah, whimpering. High-pitched. Yeah. It's all generally oh, high-pitched, yeah. yeah reattachment right, yeah. sounds. Yeah, okay. High-pitched sounds in dogs are generally a reattachment sound yeah, right. to a, either a, sp- a conspecific or, um, or or humans or other dogs generally. So, yeah, okay. Um, and, and uh, you know, they can be pacing, hyperactive, yep. hypervigilant. Yep. Drooling, panting, vomiting, um, scratching or digging at the exit doors yes. or, or in the, near the exit gate in the, yep. in the backyard, perhaps. Um, and then, then destructive as well, you know, mm, they come yeah. home and, the, you know, you see the photos on, on the social media stuff with, it, with the pillows being trashed and it's full of feathers and yes. it's, oh, isn't that funny? Yep. You know, and all I think of when I see that, I think. Oh, that poor dog. Yes, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they've got little signs there saying, um, I'm a bad dog because yeah. I I yeah, destroyed the destroyed the pillow. Yeah. Like, Not oh. funny. Is it for a very short period of time it is? Not funny yeah. at all. Not funny at all, Lewis. No, you're right. You're absolutely right. Yeah. Not funny at all. Stop it. <laughs> and then of course there's house soiling as well. And the destructive stuff and the, the digging of windows and um you know, they can really be very destructive trying yes. to either get into the house or yep. out of the house depending yep. on, on where they're, they're trying to go. And it reminds me, I went and saw this this uh, behaviour case uh, a few years ago now and the guy, you know, the dog had separation anxiety and it was getting out. Yep. And so we sort of, you know, we had a chat in the house for a while and the dog was in the backyard. That was all good. He goes, oh, you know, it's... it's um. It's been scratching and digging at the, the back the back doors to get right. in when we leave. Um, it's been destroying the doors. You know, really wrecking that wrecking yeah. up the wood and that sort of thing. And 
And then, uh, but now it started actually escaping. Oh, right, yep. I thought, that's really weird. You know, he's got high fences, a yes. nine-foot high fences I could see in the backyard. And so I said, oh, can we go out in the backyard? So he's taken me sort of around the side, down the driveway, yep. into the backyard. And I've walked out to the backyard. And there across the back doors, this yep. big, big sort of back, back door area, is some orange kind of tape. Right. Sort of stuff like strung, you know, in lines like a fence. Oh yes, yeah, yeah, and yeah. I've gone. Oh, that's 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 what he's doing. Stuff he goes. Yeah, I had to electrify the whole back fence <gasps> of my house. Oh my goodness! To stop the dog from being destructive on the on the back of the house. So uh, it was the electrical tape that you keep um, cows, yeah, cows in, in, in paddocks. Yes, yeah, yeah. I was yeah, just, yeah. I was in shock. I was just like looking at it, going, "Wow, wow. you know." Yeah. And so we're in there, and then next thing we um. Uh, you know, we, we go out the front again. And he said, oh, well, let's pretend we're leaving. We'll see what the dog does sort of thing. He goes, oh, I've just put those in the last few weeks. Yeah. And he's been starting to escape since then. I thought, oh, looking around, high fences everywhere. Yeah. So we go out the front, pretend we're leaving, shut the front door, that sort of thing, start the car up. Then we sneak around the back. Yeah. And there's the dog scaling up the side, the corner, the side of the house. Yeah. And the fence, scaling this nine-foot fence, right. jumping out and getting into the neighbours and then running off. Really? I could not believe it. It, wow. was, it was phenomenal. Yeah, yeah, So this yeah. dog had real severe, yes. severe separation anxiety. So, yeah, yeah. But that's you know, that's the, the length some, some owners go to, which yes. is, you know, uh, obviously just you know, must be upsetting them. So, so much, much to but do how it. upset must that dog be? Absolutely, yeah. in order to try and do that in the first place. Yeah, I mean that's some pretty deep seated anxiety yeah. that the yeah, dog's got, isn't it? Yeah. So, so yeah, so and often these dogs, other signs you can have, you can have what what we call a Velcro dog, right? So you walk around the house and it's stuck to you. Won't yes. leave your side. Yeah, you know? yep, yeah. You know, really, really common overattachment. Um, like stands in front of you so that you can not, so that you have to knock it to walk yeah, past yeah, it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Or if, if you can't, if you can't, uh, if you've returned from a long jog, yeah, and you're rushing into that the little room, yeah, <laughs> and, and it has to follow you in there. Yes, yeah, that's a problem. Yep, yep you can't yep. shut that door. So that that I, I, I know a certain whippet that's staring at us at the moment <laughs> that uh, has has that a little bit. You know? Rosie, if Rosie. only you talk, Rosie, you could participate in the. Uh, in the podcast. Oh, little yawn. No, no, oh, nice she's yawn. worried. Go, yeah. She's a little anxious. <laughs> We're chatting about her. All right. Perfect. So, look, yeah, um, obviously it happens in cats as well. Yes, We yeah. see a little bit in cats, but it's a lot rarer in cats. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, you know, more, more, more common in dogs. So, um, let's see, how are we going for time, mate? We, uh, oh, yeah, we're on, on track. Good, good. So we can, we won't dangle the carrot per se. We'll, yeah. we'll give you some, give some, 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 some tips. tips. Yeah, some yeah. Tips. So, so what can we do? So we've identified that the, that we've got a dog that's got separation anxiety. It's, uh, you know, destroying things or it's whimpering and it, you know, it's showing us the signs that it's having problems. Yeah. You know, so what do we, because this uh, is common, 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 common. Yeah. And of varying degrees, isn't it? You know, yeah. There might be some that it's not too bad, but some that obviously are really, really bad. So, once people have identified it, what can we do? Yeah, spot on, mate. And look, my my first comment is is set up a video. Yes, yep. You know, if you don't, if you think your dog's maybe got it, or you know hasn't got it, or you just want to even know what your dog's doing, you know, yeah. are we are we watching, you know, uh, you know, Ellen? Yes. Are we switching on the TV when you go on? You yeah, know? you get a bone, and you get a bone, and you get a <laughs> bone. A, yeah. Prizes for everyone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. So you know. It, just set up a video and, and it can be as simple as, you know, leaving leaving a laptop open and, and yep. logging on Skype or something. Uh, yep. there, there are many different ways. Leave your phone at home one day and just have it on, on you know, video record or something uh, like that. Yeah, exactly. And uh, if you can't set up a video, I guess second best is set up a sound yep. sort of re recording type of thing, you know. Um, yeah, pull out the old gramophone and yeah, and, and terrific. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. If, if you haven't got any tin. video stuff, yeah, go go to Costco, get a big pineapple tin, a really big bit of two two big <laughs> pineapple tins. 
sit there and listen to all your string in between and drive to work. <laughs> yeah, classic. So look, there's there's lots of treatment, and and treatment really varies. Yeah, yeah. I find depending on the severity of the, yes, the condition. Yep. So there are some dogs you can do very simple things. Yep. Um, that that help, and there are other dogs that need the full consult, the full chat, yeah. the full everything. So I've sort of divided into three areas. There's what we call behaviour modification. Yep. There's environmental changes you can make. Yep. And then, of course, there's some medications Medication. or nutraceuti- yeah. nutraceuticals, ph- uh, pheromones, that that sort of thing. Yep. So I guess if we, we start with behaviour modification sort of things, and a lot of people confuse it with training, and no, I mean, that's that's all good. It's really just naming it certain yes. things. but Just giving but, it a label. Yep, it's just, exactly. Yeah, yeah. But being, being a vet, you know, I like to give it a complicated yes. name. You know? <laughs> Let's change things up. Absolutely. Confuse, yeah, yeah. confuse the general public. <laughs> So the first thing that that I reckon a, a lot of owners do, and it's not through, it's just through lack of knowledge, is they punish the dogs. So yeah. the dogs, you know, they're out all day. The dogs howling. Let's go. What we'll do is we'll sneak out, and uh, and and when uh, when when Steve's in there howling, yes, yeah, we'll, we'll sneak out. We'll come around the back door and we'll smack him on the bum with a with a newspaper, and he'll know he's doing the wrong thing and yeah. he'll never do it again. Yeah, yeah. That's the sort of philosophy. Now, yeah. you know that that might be as simple as as, as maybe yelling at the dog yes. or you know w- whatever it might be. You need to catch the dog in the act. Yeah, yeah. But you need to understand that your dog's actually anxious. Yeah, it's worried. It's yeah. saying, "Come back." Yeah, I'm yeah. worried. I'm yes. s- I'm, I'm scared. Yes. I'm, Please I'm, come back. Yeah, I'm just nervous. And you think about, if you think about, I don't know, Robbie, is, if there's something you're particularly scared, well, actually, there's something I know your kids will be scared of. It's clowns after clowns. Watching, <laughs> what, what they're watching now. So so I can imagine, you know, if, if your kids are scared of the clowns, yes, yeah, yeah. and you're walking down the street and there's a clown with the, with the ready to make the, 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 uh, the, the balloon uh, giraffe. Yes, yeah. yeah. The balloon giraffe for you. And and uh, and one of your kids is going off. They get a bit upset. If you start yelling, yelling at them, yeah, why are you scared? Stop being scared. You shouldn't be scared. It's a clown. Yeah. They make you happy. <laughs> Just yeah. be happy. Yeah. So I can imagine yeah. the next time you you see that clown, not only are you going to be worried about the clown still, they you're going to be worried about what the what your owner, what your parent, what your owner, what yes. your, your friends going to do, getting yelled at as when, well when, they, when yeah. they're screaming out, and you're going to have flashbacks to it for sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so the first thing I say to is, is is understand it's anxiety based, yeah. and that no amount you know of, of punishment is going to help, and in fact it's going to make it worse. Yeah, you yeah. Know, it, it, it'd be the same as yelling at your dog because it's got a sore leg, you know. You know, yeah. the, 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 yep. the, 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 the signs that you're seeing are the symptom of the anxiety that it's got. Yep. You know, you're not going to yell at your dog because it's done its ACL. Yep. You know, that's, that's, it doesn't make sense. Yeah, or you can't, can't do anything about it. So, yeah, yeah. Or, or yelling at your dog because, because it's got diabetes, mate. I mean, yes. You know, yeah, yeah. how dare you have diabetes? Yeah. Like, yeah. Well, that's not going to fix it. Yeah, yeah. Start secreting <laughs> yeah. insulin. That's right. <laughs> Stop being diabetic. Yeah. Stop being diabetic. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm trying. Yeah. Well, how do I, I do that? Yeah. So it's exactly like that. They just cannot. You know, it's um, it's not, it's not something that they're doing to to spite you. No, no. You know, if they, well, I don't think I mentioned actually, they can house soil as well. Yeah, yeah. So owners often think that's to spite me because I was late home from work yeah. or punished me. He's yeah, punished me. Exactly. But it's not true. It's, no. We're just anxious and worried. And a video can really help with that too because yeah. you see the dog doing all these other signs as well. It's not just going. All right, you've left. All right, I'm going to go and poo on the remote control. Yeah, you know, <laughs> it just it doesn't really work. Sort like this that. out next time you watch Netflix. <laughs> yeah. That's right. yeah, that's right. That's for putting on it. <laughs> now, look, uh, so the first thing I, I, I suggest to owners is uh, um, actually one of the simplest things that can really help with some dogs is actually allowing them access to 
where the most amount of your scent is. Okay, right. I used yep. to say smell, where the most yep. amount of your smell is. Yes, yeah, but, yeah. But uh, I got I got told off. My well, not told off, but my wife did suggest that scent was a scent is better. Well, it was a better than smell. So smell. people get, <laughs> let the dog go where your smell is. I had visions of locking them in the toilet. I <laughs> yes, guess. that's I don't, right. I don't yeah, <laughs> that's not going to help their anxiety, is it? Given that their sense of smell so much stronger than ours. Actually, I do want to just bring up. Yeah, exactly. I do want to bring up something more. I did get. Uh, you know, I had a chat to Deb, and she did mention that perhaps I'm making her sound like a bit of an ogre with all the little stories. <laughs> So I just want to put it out there. Love you lots, Deb. She's a massive supporter of the podcast. Yes, and, thanks, Deb. And, and does 95% of my research for me. <laughs> <laughs> and, continue, and sends me lots of good texts and lots of good information. So, oh, good. So you'd want to get that out there. Yes. They're very supportive. Anyway. Yes, but so, use yeah. sense and not smell. <laughs> yes, that's yeah. right. Yes, spot on. <laughs> spot on. Actually, Deb likes a clown too. So <laughs> <hear> <laughs> I've always threatened for one of her birthdays. Yeah, I'd get her a a, 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 a male entertainment, shall oh, we say? Right. Yeah, dressed as a clown. Do, she She doesn't like the male uh, exotic dancer, right? And yeah. she doesn't like the clown. Oh, I'm no. pairing two in one there. Yeah, yeah really great. <laughs> Anyway, so look, first thing, uh, obviously allowing access to where the owner's scent is. Yeah, So yeah. often that's the couch. Yes. Or more likely the bedroom. Yeah, okay, yeah. Often these owners have shut the bedroom door because, oh, I don't want the dog in there. Yep, if it's house soiling or destructive, maybe not. Yeah. But if it's just whining and that sort of thing, opening the bedroom door and allowing them access, and they'll be on the bed all day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No doubt about it, you know. Yep. most you know, Some of these mild dogs, they'll just sit on that bed happy as Larry. Yep. Sitting on the bed or destroying the front door. Yeah. You know, yeah, 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 yeah exactly. But, well, yeah, probably if we're destroying the front door, we're not going to go and sit on the bed. I reckon that's more of a severe anxiety. Yeah, oh yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah, I know yeah. what you're saying. Yes, definitely. Yep. I know where you're going there, definitely. So and then I say to owners, you know, ignoring the dog as you leave yes. and ignoring the dog when you arrive home. Yeah. So a lot of these dogs really anxiously anticipate your arrival home. Yep. Um, and, and then when you open that door and you're like, Oh, you've been a good boy all day. He's like, yeah. oh, yeah, hell yeah. yeah. It's all good. It's Just all don't good. go in there. Yes, that's right. <laughs> that's right. You were talking about smells. Well, there's one over there. <laughs> it's one over there, one over there. <laughs> so, and, and so I was just trying to ignore that sort of excitement and maybe when you come home, yeah. you know, say good day. Good day, Rosie. Good day, Steve. Oh, sorry, Rosie. Oh, no, she's no, she she staring out the window. She's near. <laughs> and, uh, and then uh, she... Um, and then when they're a bit calmer, yeah. then go and give that lovely greeting that, that you want to give them. Yep. Um, you know, I, the one thing I really like to, for owners to start teaching is a little bit of sit and stay. Yes, yep. So using food rewards, getting them to sit and, you know, you walk away perhaps a really short distance initially, yep. um, come back, reward the dog with a food reward just for sitting and staying, just trying to... Just trying to pull apart that Velcro, shall we yes. say, and get a yep. bit of distance. And, and the idea being, you know, the dog's calm. And if you get up and you're around the corner and you, you go to the bathroom for 15 minutes and you come back and we're there relaxing and lying down, yeah, don't, yeah. don't have to sit. Yes, It's yeah. just that the, the we need to be calm and trying to separate a bit from yeah, from, yeah. from from the owners a little bit. So, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, linked with that, I like to tell owners to reward calm behaviour. Yep. So the dog's calm and relaxed. Yeah, we tend to ignore that. Oh, finally, the dog's quiet. It's yes. not harassing me for attention. Yeah, yeah. We need to reward that, you know, throw them a treat. Tell yep. them they're, they're a good dog. Yeah, it's that calm on command thing, isn't it? Where you're just wanting them to go, you know, we, we you, you, you want to, uh, uh, what, what's the word? You, you, you want to, um, 
reward the behaviour that you that uh, that you want yeah. them to be doing, yeah. and ignoring yeah. the behaviour oh. that you don't want them. Doing. You must have children, mate. You must oh, have yes, children. Absolutely, they're currently still inside the, in the kitchen <laughs> watching the uh, what, watching the Japanese game show that's uh, keeping game. them quiet. Yeah. <laughs> Fantastic. Oh, good, good. That's quality TV right there. It's very quality. Now, then, then under the behaviour modification as well is some some things that. Look, a little bit hard to do, and this is where the dog trainer, you know, I'm not saying they've done the wrong thing, but I think they'd gone for the more harder things to do, which is, you know, there's a habituation to departure cues, I, I, I call, I yes. talk, which is using some big words. But basically, you know, when you go to leave for the day for work, there's a there's a routine you Your follow. leaving routine. You yeah. Know, you, you get up, you put those those slippers on instead of the... the, the your Sunday slippers. For, you're going for a week. Yeah, 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 that's right. You, you know, you go to the bathroom instead of the coffee machine, whichever it might be, and they yep. know from that second, yep. yep, this is happening. So they start to get worried. Yeah, So yeah. what we tell owners to do is to pick up your car keys and sit back down on the couch. Yep. I'm not going anywhere. That yep. noise doesn't mean anything now. Yeah, yeah. And, and that's that can be difficult to do. But you get people to do that on the weekends when they're home, and so they just start lacking the association of those things, or you know, and yep. um, and then uh, you know, uh, people talk about doing false departures or these graduated departures. Yeah, yeah. And really, the idea behind those is you actually on the weekend need to totally prepare like you're going for work. Yep. Do your full routine. Yep. Go out the front door for work. Wait three minutes and come back in before the dog's anxious. Yes, or wait yep. 30 seconds. It depends, really. Yeah, yeah, now, yeah. If that dog's anxious before you're leaving, you're behind the eight ball already. So, yeah, yeah. And these owners were, you know, that 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 had the warts. I mean, they were, they were pretty good. They reckon they were getting close to sort of 20 minutes or so before um, before the dog, you know, 20 minutes they could leave. Yeah. But they still really needed, needed some further help. So, and, and I find owners have a lot of trouble doing it it's a really difficult thing to get right yeah you know if you leave and the dog gets anxious you set yourself back three weeks yes you know? yeah you, yeah yeah back and it's really there are a lot of other things we can do i think before you got an owner that and, and i've been you know doing this behavior stuff for what, maybe 15 years or so yeah and i can only think of one person that you know got it down really well and they were a an older sort of retiree man yep. who had time on his hands. Yes, went out once a week to bingo or yep. whatever you know, what, what whatever it might be, and um and uh and he was able to do it and, and do it really well. So the unfortunate thing is for these um dogs that are, that have got the separation anxiety is that they're owned by people who are generally time poor because yes. they're having to leave the home because they've got to go be somewhere and that's the thing that's setting the dog off. And so isn't it? it's that hard thing where you, there's things you can do to try and fix it up, absolutely, but it's going to take some time. Yeah. There's no silver bullet. There's no magical pill that's going to sort it out. You know, you've got to deal with the... The, the real underlying issues and just try and chew away at it bit by bit. Yeah, exactly, mate. And, and we've all got lives. And obviously when I do these behaviour sort of things, I realise people are busy. Yeah. So I try and work in with, with their schedules and that sort of yeah. thing. Yeah. Now, listen, I was going to talk about environmental changes and medications, but we're running short on time, mate. Yeah, yeah. And we've got, some, we've got a bit of mail back. So what, what, mail what I reckon stuff. we'll do is I'll talk about environmental changes and medications next pod. I think that's a great idea. We're yep. dangling the carrot, mate. It's yes, working a bit of sizzle. We're really keeping yes. the sizzle, yeah. Really keeping the downloads going. That's, that's yeah, right. yeah. Keep all people on the cliffs. That's cliffhanger. Right. What's going to What's he going to talk about next? So. Next week on Two Vets Talk Pets Podcast. Yeah. Um, now, we've got some mailbag, some cracking mailbag this week. Yes. Do you want to read it or will yeah, I read it? Yeah, yeah, I'll go. I was, um, so, this is from a friend, friend of the uh, pod, uh, uh, Claudia. Um, Long time repeat listener. Repeat listener. 
isn't yes. it? Good on you, Cloudy. So, um, uh, asking a question about puppy vaccination. So, um, she asked, is it correct that the reason puppies are vaccinated three times is because the vaccine isn't effective until the antibodies they get received from their mother fall below a certain level? And if this is the case, would titers be useful for determining the best time to give puppies their vaccinations? Um Cracking question. Cracking, cracking, cracking question. So, a little bit of background first. So, what are maternal antibodies? So, maternal antibodies are the antibodies that puppies and kittens get, all all mammals get, including platypuses, um, (laughs) get from their mothers in the first... Uh, the first feed of milk, so what's called the colostrum. Yep. So leading up to birth, the mother's first milk is is what's called colostrum, which is a concentrated, um, a, a thick bit of milk that's full of antibodies. Also, uh, also drug uh, drunk by uh, cyclists, mate. And cyclists, bodybuilders, bodybuilders, yeah. yes, yeah, yeah, right, football yes. players. Don't forget them. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Who could forget them? Big, big consumers of the colostrum. Yeah, Lance Armstrong all got exactly where he was through colostrum. <laughs> so, so it does have some growth hormone. <laughs> properties, I imagine, <laughs> as well. Um, but yeah, go on. So, um, so when, uh, so what happens when the the uh, young uh, creature has its first meal, its first suck from the mum? It sucks in this this antibody rich milk that then goes into the goes into the stomach and into the intestines, and the intestines have a very narrow window of opportunity of being able to absorb those antibodies because yep. antibodies are just protein. So in the first twenty four hours, it'll absorb those antibodies in and put them into the bloodstream for protection. Protection. After that 24 hours, all that antibody is just protein. You yeah, know, it, it doesn't and the gut, get gut closes that. down, doesn't it? Exactly, yeah. it yeah, shuts it the door, like which is it. what yep. you want it to do. You don't yep. want all of that nasty stuff from from getting in. So, um, so it's those antibodies that are floating around from the mum that give the young animals, the puppies and kittens, the protection until they can form their own immunity. So mm-hmm. that's why the colostrum, that first milk, is so important. So, how long does that colostrum last for? How long do those antibodies last? They reckon that it will last for about 8 to 12 weeks. Right. So, that's the that's sort of, you know, a, a, a balls and all sort of average. Yeah, so but that's the antibodies in the bloodstream of the puppy or kitten or young young creature, Correct. isn't it? Yeah, yeah. that, that yep. they've taken from, so the maternally yep. derived antibodies. And, the, and they start to wean, don't they? It's not really a sudden at 8 weeks they stop. No, no. no it'd be a gradual decline over time, ending at 8 to 12 weeks, we think. Yeah, and, it, and there'll be some that... That'll go earlier, some yes. that'll go later, yes. you know. But it's it seems like it by eight to twelve is the time where most of them is all are all starting to run out. So the reason why that's important is that they'll like you can never really judge exactly how much colostrum they've got. I think in horses once, yeah, I think I remember something they were able to test antibodies in yeah, Deb, newborn foals. Deb does an IgG test, or used to. There you go. You know, gabaglobulin or something yeah, like it, that test. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure they still do it, but that that can let you know if a foal's got the antibodies or not. It's got the colostrum or not. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Because um, it depends on how much immunity the mother's got, depends on how much milk the mother's produced, and it depends on how much feed that um, that animal has taken, uh, that that, uh, that little creature has taken in that first 24 hours and how much is absorbed. So there's lots and lots of variables. So you can't say, okay, right, well, every single puppy is going to have protection up until this point because yep. there's so many things. It's variable, that can, isn't it? Yep. Yeah, yeah. Yep. And so it's 
that inherent vari- in va- uh, that inherent variability, which then means that we need to be careful with you know w- how we try and protect animals with vaccinations early yeah. on in their lives. Yeah, so that's why we have the 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 puppy or kitten vaccines, isn't it? To uh, try absolutely, and, yeah. yeah, yeah. So the so most of the vaccination protocols they um, they say to give the first puppy vaccination at six to eight weeks. Yep. Reason for that is that while a, a huge percentage of these puppies and kittens are going to have still the maternally derived antibodies protecting them some won't and so it's those ones that don't because either the mum wasn't vaccinated or the mum didn't re- didn't produce her own antibodies or you know there was a problem with didn't the get a feed or whatever exactly, yep. yeah yep. that those puppies are susceptible so if they're susceptible you need to get them uh protected as quickly as you can so yep. that's why you need to get the start the vaccines early um from there, the second and third puppy vaccinations are then the most important because those are the ones that you're giving as the maternally derived antibodies are waning. Yes, and then in trying most, to, yeah, animals, and then yep. and trying to stimulate the um, uh, stimulate the the animal's own long-term immune system responses, antibodies, as well as something else called cell-mediated immunity, which is the, um, so there's sort of two main, if you break it down, there's two main parts of your immune system. One that's antibodies and one that's this cell-mediated yep. immunity. They're like, yep. like more more of your chewing up cells. Yeah. You know? So, um, and that's what we're trying to uh, trying to stimulate with vaccination. And the, so I think the thing is, if you have a vaccine, people might say, well, why can't you just give the one at six to eight weeks and, th- and that'll work on all of mm, them? But yep. the thing is, the maternal antibodies interfere. So if you've got a lot of maternal antibodies and you yep. have that six to eight week vaccine, it'll just be, mate, it doesn't work yep, at, at all. But if you've got no maternal antibodies, that six to eight vac- week vaccine will work. Absolutely. So, so that's sort of the process between us trying to sort of stagger the vaccines exactly. a little bit. Yeah. It's a little bit of a balance, isn't it? It is, yeah. And then the, so the 12 or the 10 to 12 week vaccine is then one where, you know, because most of those maternally derived antibodies are dropping off between eight and twelve, again you're going to be stimulating some yes. of the um, yes. of the puppy's own own responses. So the vaccine will work on some on some, but then there's still going to be some that are going to go longer yep. than the twelve weeks. Yep. So that's why then that third puppy vaccination is really important. Mm-hmm. Now that's where things start to get a little bit controversial at the moment because there right. are um, a, a, quite a few commercially available vaccines that have um, what are called early release yep. um, claims. Where where they say that you can cover those puppies from 10 weeks of age and then they're good for 12 months. Mm. Now, the certainly while the data that the companies have put up shows that, the, the in, some of the independent vaccine advisory committees say that, well, you know what, you're probably better off giving them yeah. one after 16 weeks mm. because if they've still had those maternally derived antibodies at 10 to 12 weeks, that vaccine may not have worked all it may have done is just mopped up the last of the maternal antibodies and your animal is then completely susceptible. Yeah, so we tend to follow the World Australian Veterinary Association guidelines, I do. A bit, yeah, 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 the, the WASPA ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they certainly recommend uh, you know, the 16-week final sort final of Final one vaccination. after 16 weeks. But, yep. but it can vary, you know. Some, some places that have high risks of parvo um, virus, I have heard of them, you know, even doing sort of if they're in a really high risk, every doing vaccines every two weeks. Absolutely. You know? yeah. So, so it is important that you talk to your vet. Yep. And and obviously follow their recommendation, despite yep. what we're saying. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. You know, obviously we are the, 
knowledgeable and at the peak of the profession because we've got a podcast. In, in, in our lounge room. <laughs> That's yes. right, yeah, in yeah, your yeah, lounge yeah. room. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> at the moment. Yeah. yeah. But, but, you know, so, so go to your vet, have that chat to them and, yep. and, and you know, follow obviously their guidelines because yep. they know the area, they know what your dog's at risk of. Yeah, we yep. don't. Yes, you know? yeah. So, um, so it's, it, it's Im- the most important things is knowing, right, so I, I guess you're yeah, going back to, to Cloudy's question as far as, right, so can you then use titers? You know, yep. Would you be able to use titers to determine yep. when you can vaccinate puppies? In so so titers are, just to yep. recap, titers are a blood test that we take yep. and they can tell us, you know, have they got antibodies for those diseases? Yeah. So yes, we need to vaccinate or no, we, we don't need to vaccinate. Can and be determined. Yeah. yeah, it can be determined by those those little blood tests that, that we can run. Absolutely, yeah. So I guess in in theory... Yeah, you know, doing a titer might give you um, an ability of being able to say when you know, going looking at the at the first principles of it that yes, if you were to run a blood test on a six week old puppy and saw that it had no antibodies, you know you need to vaccinate. Yes. Um, if it has antibodies and you go, oh, okay, well it's got antibodies there. But when are those antibodies going to run out? You know, is that going to be one that's going to go at eight weeks, ten weeks, twelve well, weeks? Well, also, other if if you if you're at ten weeks and you're given a six to eight week vaccine, you do a, a titer, you've got antibodies. Are they maternal antibodies? They're testing. That's the kicker. Yeah, or yeah. Or is it that the vaccine antibodies? Yeah. So yeah. The, the, the only way the titers would work is if you weren't giving vaccine yeah. until the titers dropped below a certain level. Spot on. But yeah, the thing good. then yep. with that is it means that you know like there's and there's probably two main things that are you know working against that. One is financial. The fact that the blood tests generally cost more than what a vaccine does. Yeah, they're expensive, you know, aren't they? And, yep. and the and the the vaccines are cheap and and inherently you know pretty safe. Yep. And the second is you know convenience because it ain't all that much fun trying to get serial blood tests off little wriggly puppies. You know, um, so <laughs> yeah, little you know, toy chihuahua. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Let's just go need, see. Just need five mil of blood, thanks. Yeah. Here you go, nurses. Yeah. Your turn. Yes, yeah, so the, the eye starts sinking into the head a little bit. Um, so so I guess you know. The, on that, on the thing with with doing tighter levels, I think there is probably some value in thinking about titers at times of you know maybe checking after your sixteen week vac to make sure that it's covered. But otherwise, as far as in general with puppy vaccines, you, while in theory you could do it, I think you're better off sticking with your normal puppy vaccine protocols, knowing that that's going to get you um, in general your immunity. Yeah, great yeah. question, though. Cracking great question. question. Really yep. good stuff. Thank you so, so ho- much. Hopefully that's me. answered your question, Cloudy. Or if not, um, yell at me at work next time you're in and we'll, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll fix you up no, again next no, time. No, no, Hit us up on the socials, On the mate. socials, the absolutely. Socials. And what are those socials, Lewis? Uh, well, yeah, uh, Two Vets Talk Pets on all the socials. Yep, Gmail Instagram and all that Gmail. sort of fun stuff. Oh, Gmail. Yes, Gmail. Yeah. Two Vets Talk Pets at gmail.com. <laughs> that's why you do the intro, mate, because yeah. I've got no idea. <laughs> Fantastic. All right, guys. It's, um, it's been a great show today. Lots of, uh, lots of great info. Yeah, too, but um, sorry, we've gone on a little bit. It's been a uh, you know, been it, good, information packed though. So yeah, definitely, if you got any questions or anything, let us know. Otherwise, we'll catch you all again next time. Yeah, hopefully, my dad's still awake. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> went a bit longer than the hour, but he'll be right. Yeah. <laughs> all right, all right, guys. See you, guys. Peace out. Bye, bye. Thanks for listening to Two Vets Talk Pets with Lewis and Robbie. To chat further about this week's episode or ask the guys any questions, search Two Vets Talk Pets on Facebook, Twitter 
and Instagram, or send an email to twovetstalkpets at gmail.com. You can find Lewis on Twitter with the handle at VetBehaviorist, and more importantly, as the two pet heroes return to their day job of saving animals' lives, be sure to thank them with a five-star review on iTunes. Every time you do, a small, cute animal will receive a cuddle.